0: hey it's jason from curious city and i cannot believe that the nice weather here in chicago has held out this long i mean just in the last few days alone i cleaned out the garage and did a ton of work in the yard and all i was wearing was like a flannel adriana How have you been spending these extra few weeks of warm weather?
1: Oh, wow. I've been taking long walks. There's been a few evening bonfires. It's been great. Hey, I'm Colombian, so I'll take this weather all year round. But Jason, it's great that we're enjoying this, but there is a problem.
0: Yeah? What's that? It is going to be turning much colder. And then the weekend, we
1: top out in the 30s. Winter is coming.
0: Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. All right, all right, it's coming. But do we have to be so dramatic? That's better. The best thing to do is to get ahead of things. Prepare. This is Chicago, after all. One day, you're running around in shorts and a t-shirt. The next, you're in a parka. So we have a couple of classic curious city stories lined up that answer questions about staying warm. First, Monica Eng and Jessica Popovac test out some tips from folks who spend lots of time outdoors during Chicago winters.
2: I actually think that the foot that has the sock bag sock is the winner today.
0: And then Kat Nagasawa finds out what kind of winter plans are made for our furry friends at the Lincoln Park Zoo.
1: Do they ship them down to Florida? (laughs) It's
0: all coming up next.
2: Okay, I have my glove and mitten on my left hand, my rubber glove and leather glove on my right. I've got a potato in one pocket, a bottle of water in the other got Bengay and nylons and a sock on my right foot and I've got okay
1: um, that's my colleague Jessica Popovac last year back before the pandemic made casual social interaction a health hazard back when working from home seemed like a wistful fantasy back when you could stick a hot potato in your pocket and no one would think twice about it it was a simpler time and here Jessica's getting ready to venture out onto Navy Pier on a super cold 16 degree not including windshield day. And the reason for the getup, well, we were trying to answer a question from James Pruitt. He asked how Chicagoans stay warm during the depths of Chicago winters. To answer James' question, I talked to a bunch of Chicago experts, folks who have to be outside a lot for their jobs or transportation, and I got them to divulge their secret cold weather hacks. Then I convinced Jessica to give them a try. Hey, Jessica. Hi, Monica. Okay, let's try these things out. We're gonna start with your feet. For this, I talked to veteran postal carrier, Mac Julian. He has been at it for like 25 years, so he knows. And here is his foot trick.
0: I would go with the sock, bag, sock, shoe, then galoshes. Unless you have some thermal boots, you may not need the galoshes.
1: All right, so let's do a sock, then a bag, then another sock, and then a boot.
2: Okay, I'm doing sock-bag-sock on my left foot. What do you have for my right foot?
1: We also heard from Chicago photographer Heather Charles, and she swears by another combination, and that is Bengay plus pantyhose plus sock plus boot, and sometimes, if you want, you can throw in a hand warmer, too. This is some old Bengay found in the medicine cabinet, (laughs) but I think it should still be okay.
2: still smells like Bengay. So Bengay... Nylon sock. Want a hand warmer? Sure. All right, now I just shake it. Yep. So now that we've taken care of your
1: feet, what about those days when the wind chill feels like it's going to crack your face off? You know, like while you're biking to work or you're walking or just waiting for the CTA? I talked to Ted Valera at the Active Transportation Alliance, and he has a ton of tips. But for the face, here's what he told me.
2: As you get into the low 20s and teens, a lot of people, including myself, like to wear ski goggles.
1: Yeah, ski goggles. He also said he recommends wearing either a balaclava or a neck gaiter, which is kind of like this tube top for your face. And do you know what a balaclava is, right?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a ski mask that covers your entire face. It usually has holes for your eyes. Um, but I'm not crazy about them, particularly wearing them to work. Are there? Did you get any other tips?
1: I did, and it also came from Mac Julian, you know, the veteran postal carrier. And here's one that he got from his mom growing up.
0: Vaseline does the trick every time. Vaseline keeps your face warm, keeps your skin warm. If it's exposed, put that Vaseline on there.
2: <laughs> I, it might not do good things for my skin if I made it a regular thing, but let's give it a shot.
1: Okay, so take a ton of that Vaseline and just like smear it all over your face. Oh
2: boy. I never even wanted to put this on my baby's butt. And now I have Vaseline all over my hands. <laughs> do we have a tissue or anything?
1: So now that you're covered in Vaseline and you've got your feet nice and toasty, what about your body? I got some really good tips about just sort of keeping your body, your torso warm. Julie Deerdorf, who is a former health writer and another extreme bicyclist in Chicago, said she learned it from Little House on the Prairie. Love the source. Take baked potatoes that are still hot and jam them in your pockets.
2: Okay, hand me that potato. The other one came from
1: Mike Dorio, guy at REI, who gave me these tips last year, and he says, take one of your water bottles, fill it with hot tap water, and then jam that in your pocket. So you got your potato and hot water bottle in your pocket, you got the Vaseline all over your face, you got your nice toasty feet, let's move on to your hands. Okay. One of the best tips I got came from former Chicago Tribune outdoors writer, Barb Brotman. She has a two-part strategy. First, put on any old pair of gloves.
2: And the secret is the second part. On top of that, you put mittens, because no pair of gloves can possibly keep your fingers warm enough. It's the combination of the mitten and the gloves that works. Okay. It's hard to get the mitten on over the leather gloves. There we go, all right. Okay,
1: while you're doing that, we also heard from Chicago photographer Pete Sai, and he likes Barb's method, but he also needs to use his hands to take pictures outside. So he's got this other hack to keep the wind out and the heat in. He wears nitrile, or like those thin rubber gloves, under his regular gloves.
4: The rubber protects the hand from evaporation, which cools your hand. Once you lose the heat, it's gone.
2: Here's my rubber glove. All right, that wasn't so bad. Okay, so now that I'm good and bundled up and covered in Vaseline, I'm ready to get outside.
1: Okay, she's heading out to
2: blustery, (laughs) windy Navy Pier. I'll see you in a half an hour. Hi. I'm just going to sit out here at the end of the pier for a minute and enjoy the view. I can feel the warmth coming from the baked potato still, oddly. So thanks, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Okay, I'm going to go report back to my team.
1: Okay, welcome back. I want to hear all
2: about this. So let's start with your hands. Both of the methods worked well. I kind of I might go for the rubber glove uh, over the glove plus mitten just because you have more dexterity.
1: Okay, how about your feet?
2: Um, my feet feel good. I actually think that the foot that has the sock bag sock is the winner today. Okay, Something about that plastic, really <laughs> prevents anything from getting in or out. I know, right? And that's why plastic
1: bags and rubber gloves are great if you're just commuting or something. But if you're really moving around, you could get super
2: sweaty and that could just make you colder.
1: Um, Okay, so let's move on to your body. Potato and water bottle?
2: I dig the potato. That side of my body felt particularly warm the whole time. And it's like having a little friend in your pocket, you know, <laughs> like a warm little mouse or something. Again, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it if I were running a marathon, you know. No. It's a little extra weight, but for just, you know, a casual stroll, it was, it was a nice little source of warmth. Okay, so let's go face. Honestly, I wasn't that impressed with the Vaseline. It almost felt like my face was wet and it was catching the wind more oh. than the other side of my face. Did
1: you feel like the ski goggles?
2: Love Did... the ski goggles. I might just start wearing ski goggles all the time, everywhere I go.
1: Because it's a cool look, too. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: like these kids you see with them. All right, well, there you go. Just because it's freaking cold outside, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy the great outdoors. And I'd like to thank all of our experts who chimed in with these terrific tips.
0: Thanks to Monica Ang and Jessica Popovac for bringing us that story back in 2018. Coming up, lions and rhinos and flamingos, oh my, don't come from cold weather climates. So How do they make it through the winter at the Lincoln Park Zoo? That's next.
3: Stephanie Stump was walking through the Lincoln Park Zoo one cold winter night with a friend. And they noticed there were no animals in sight.
1: What happens to the animals when it gets cold? Where do they go? Especially the
3: warm weather animals.
1: Do they ship them down to Florida?
3: <laughs> and she wondered, if they stay inside all winter, doesn't that drive them nuts?
1: Because I know I get cabin fever in the
3: winter, so imagine how they must feel. I'm Katherine Nagasawa, and it turns out the zoo animals don't actually head to Florida for the winter. But Stephanie's concern about cabin fever is real. Animals get stressed when confined to small indoor spaces. It can even affect their health. So I take Stephanie to the Lincoln Park Zoo to learn how they help animals cope with winter. We speak to General Curator Dave Bernier, who explains
4: the zoo gets the animals outside as much as possible. We know that the animals prefer to be outside or they prefer to have more room. But not
3: all of them can handle cold weather. And the zoo divides animals into three categories, each requiring a different strategy. There are cold-tolerant animals who don't need much help in the winter. There are weather-hardy animals that can go outside a little, but also need help staying comfortable. And most challenging, there are temper animals who only make it outside on the mildest winter days. So the zoo staff has to get creative to stave off the cabin fever. Starting with the cold-tolerant animals, Bernier says as often as possible, the zoo looks for species that can handle chilly weather, like
4: these guys. The Chilean flamingos, who come from the Andes. And so they experience a lot more colder weather than other flamingos that you think of that might come from a more tropical area. They're able to be outside nearly all year round for some part of the day, and all we have to do is keep a little bit of open water out there for them to wade into, and they're content out there.
3: Another cold-tolerant species? The Bactrian camel, from the cold, windy steppes of Central Asia.
4: There's no shelter out there for those guys. So they're definitely built for the cold weather.
3: Specifically, in the winter they grow a thick shaggy coat, which is especially hairy on their necks and humps. Now weather hardy animals like rhinos and lions
4: aren't as good in the cold, but they can go out for an hour or two. Our lions go outside. They like to play in the snow, but they also know they can go inside to their heated indoor sheltered areas.
3: That's right, lions like playing in the snow as long as they can come inside afterwards. Turns out, just like house cats, when they're cooped up inside, it helps to give lions toys. They sometimes get a pinata shaped like a prey animal, like a gazelle, which they love to tear apart. Now, Bernier doesn't call the gazelle pinata a toy. He has a more fancy zoo curator term, enrichment.
4: So enrichment is just a tool that we use to try to get the animals to engage in natural behaviors.
3: And that takes us to temperate animals who have a hard time in cold or snow. The giraffes, for example, sometimes get cooped up inside So the zoo ramps up the enrichment. In the wild, giraffes browse for food. So the zoo hangs tree branches in their enclosures.
4: That encourages them to use their tongue and their lips and all the other things that they would normally do in order to acquire food.
3: Stephanie was glad to hear the zoo keeps the animals occupied indoors. And encourages all the animals to get outside whenever possible. And she didn't realize so many animals could handle the cold.
1: Yeah, I never would expect to see a flamingo in the snow or a camel.
0: Thanks to Kat Nagasawa for reporting. And we actually have an update for that story. Since this episode first aired, the Lincoln Park lions have a whole new habitat. It's double the size of the old one. It has heated rocks and even zip lines. I think the zip line is for some of their food to mimic a prey animal trying to get away, but it's cool to think of a lion on a zip line. Curious City is supported by the Conan Family Foundation and is produced by me and Joe DeSalle. Adriana Cardona-McGigot is our reporter. Maggie Sivett is our digital and engagement producer. J.P. Swenson is our luminary fellow. And Johanna Zorn is in the big chair as our interim editor. I'm Jason Mark. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell your friends about us, and we'll catch you back here next week.